for sure. And Woo! two days ago, which was Monday. Sure was. Uh, uh, so we we've, we talked on Monday about, uh, we got a little bit into Connect 4, sort of like the classic terrible uh, original spatial awareness game. We moved into... Well, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. I know we touched on it, but while Connect 4 was maybe the first one to bring it to the nice flat tabletop <laughs> um people have made games that are more similar to tetris i mean i don't think they have the sort of like lasting appeal that connect four does but if you want that tetrisy thing with the weird shaped blocks you can do it okay so what's a what's a new game that isn't tetris that is drop a shape onto some other shapes that's not flat there's a game called batik ba T-I-K, because it's a weird sounding word. Um, And it's not new per se, but it is basically Tetris. I mean, it's sort of set up the way that it kind of looks like Connect 4. You know, it's got the little, like, stands. It's got this, like, clear plastic glass, think, um, ant farm. Okay, yeah. Take out all the sand Mm -hmm. in your ant farm, Mm -hmm. and, like, you can play Batik in it. And so... (laughs) DIY Batik board, everybody. Take out the ants, too. Take out the sand, take out the ants, and you can play Batik in your ant farm. What Um, if my ants want to play Batik? They're going to get crushed, because this is how it works. You've got wooden shapes, and you put them in the plastic, and they fall to the bottom, and then if you place a piece and it overlaps the top of your ant farm, then you lose. So I'm playing against someone else, and I'm forcing them to play shapes that will get their pile higher. It's not a pile necessarily. We share we share the ant farm. Right. I'm just gonna. I don't even know what other word to use. So I'm just gonna keep okay. calling it an ant farm. Yeah. So I've got you know some squares, some triangles, some bigger triangles, some rectangles, some like weird kind of oblong things. My turn. I choose one. I put it in the ant farm, and it mm-hmm. clicks to the bottom. On your turn, you pick one of yours. You put it in the ant farm. It clicks to the bottom. And we okay. go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until inevitably it fills up and we have to kind of be more judicious about where along the ant farm we're dropping these pieces of wood. Right. And then eventually someone's going to mess up. You're going to drop a thing. It's not going to hit the way you want it to. And just that little half inch is going to like overlap out of the ant farm and you lose. Yeah. No room in the ant farm. No room in the Got ant it. farm. Okay, so are there any controls on what kind of piece I can drop when or am I just trying to strategize? Yep. Okay, so talk. tell me about... A flatter version of Batik, where you have it's it's on the table. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking Blockus, because there are I want to you know get as many points as I can before we literally run out of space on the board. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Blockus is a more a little bit more complex than Batik is. There is a little bit more thinking to do, whereas Batik is a very simple. You know, if you mess up, you lose. Period. Mm-hmm. Like Blockus has a little bit more points involved. Mm-hmm. Blockus has um, a four-player version and a two-player version. Um, Blockus and Blockus Duo. Right. Which is the two-player version. (laughs) Um, But you can play the regular four-player version with two people. You just kind of like double up. So I'm red and green and you're blue and yellow. Okay. And how it works is you have these little sort of like flat Tetris-looking bits. You know, you've got the L. You've got the weird kind of like T-looking thing. You've got long ones. You've got short ones. And you have this big grid of squares. And on your turn... You know, I, I, on my turn, I place a thing. On your turn, you place a thing. And then you want to deploy as many of your pieces as possible. Okay. But when you play them, it's got to be... It can only be touching one of your own pieces by the corners. Okay. So it's a much more sort of like 
controlled environment than Batik or Tetris or Connect Four mm-hmm. is because you really have to sort of like think more about where stuff's going to go because not it's not one of those cases where an empty space is a legal space. Right. It's really one of those situations where you have to put a little bit more thought and you can make not only like a wrong move strategically, but a wrong move technically. Okay. So the my pieces can only touch my own pieces by like vertices, like a vertex yeah. to vertex. Okay. And can I over can I align with your pieces? Like am I allowed to touch yep. yours? Yep. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like there's there'd be a lot of ways to like basically prevent you from placing pieces. Yeah, 100%. Okay. And and the thing with Bacchus that's interesting as well is that once the grid is more or less full or in the sense where like as soon as the grid will not allow any more legal moves, mm-hmm. you count up the pieces you have left and whoever has the fewest wins, but it's not pieces themselves. It's sort of like individual squares in the pieces. Right. So the grid is the grid is made up of a series of squares. You mm-hmm. would call that like one unit. And then each piece has a number of units. Exactly. Like a, okay. Yeah. So okay. I could have two pieces left and you could have six, but my two pieces could be composed of like eight squares mm-hmm. and your six could be composed of seven and you would win. Right. Even though you would technically have more pieces, you would have fewer units. Interesting. So that's something... So it's really about area. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whereas you think something like Batik where you have different shapes, but there's no benefit or you know loss to playing one shape over another at the end of the game is just an issue of like fit blockus you really do want to sort of like maximize the area that you're playing on not just the physical number of pieces okay cool so i feel like that makes a great two-player game because it's just like one person making Mm -hmm. problems for the other person it's a great two-player game plays pretty well with four but it i it could have just as easily come out as a two-player first and right. then been made into a four player interesting okay so tell me about ubongo so ubongo is another tetrisy one i think this is the last of our like truly tetrisy feeling flat games um stop rolling your eyes at me um and so how ubongo works is it ubongo or ubongo could go either way. It depends what dialect you're speaking. But I guess it depends what what language Ubongo originally comes from. Why is it called Ubongo? Um, how Ubongo works is you have um, these little sort of like... It, it's very much like those tangrams. Tangrams? Tan- tangrams are like a thing, again, flat, where you have different shapes and you have to put them together to make to like make a shape. Oh, like those awful math games that they made you play in gifted class and that's why you dropped out. Yes. Um, I had them as fridge magnets, and Gross. it was basically it was like a bunch of shapes, and it was like a little frame, and you had to fit them on the frame. Uh, Ubongo is kind of like that. You have a shape, and mm-hmm. then you have a bunch of different sized pieces, and you kind of draw a shape at random, and mm-hmm. then you have to try to assemble it fastest with the pieces you have. So there's one shape that everyone shares, mm-hmm. and then I have to build that shape with the pieces that I have in front of me? Yeah, and well, we all have the same pieces. Wait, we all have identical copies of the same pieces, or we are sharing a shared pool of pieces? Identical copies of the same pieces. Okay. We all have a set of the same 12 or 10 Got or it. 8 pieces. Got it. Uh, we draw a shape. It says, use these six to build this thing, and we have to build it the fastest, basically. Okay. Um, Ubongo is a little bit different than the other ones because it does have like a speed sort of like element to it. Right. But it is one of the most truly in the purest sense of like the like visual spatial thing. Mm -hmm. Because you do have to try to like visualize the amount of space that every piece takes up and like where everything goes and the shape that things make. Right. Interesting. That one feels, that one feels a little bit less like it's about sort of attacking or causing problems Mm -hmm. for your opponent so much as it is just like 
are you faster than they are at building a shape? Mm-hmm. You could play Ubongo by yourself. Right. And have just like test yourself. Test yourself, yeah. See Interesting. how quickly you can do it or mm-hmm. how bad you are at it and stuff like that. But it okay. does play yeah, it's it's a good sort of like low stakes, let's say. Low stakes, low interaction, two player visual spatial thing. Right, right. Uh, now I would argue that your fridge magnet version of Ubongo is decidedly is tangrams is decidedly not flat by your definition because you played it on fridge unless you played it on the lid of a chest freezer top of fridge you're a very tiny person now something tells me that as a child anyway listen everyone we've had a really really great time this week talking about continuously flat games and also not so flat games uh where we're talking about controlling other people's space and talking about uh competing for resources and area but these amazing like two-player abstract space related games go even farther into what kind of currency you're controlling or what kind of like just how hard you're making it for your opponent uh so on friday i think we're going to go a little bit deeper uh talking about start with maybe the classic hey that's my fish and rolling into uh, this year's spiel this year's winner king domino see you on friday see you on friday everybody Mm -hmm.